It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Sponsored by our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Now, here's your host, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Members, friends and players, good afternoon and welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun, and I'll be here entertaining you on this Friday afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. You know what? You know, you can listen anywhere at 920thejersey.com. Just hit that Listen Now button in the upper right-hand corner. And uh, Wade Weiser on the board there, producer extraordinaire. How are you? How are Happy, you on this Friday afternoon? Happy Friday. Wonderful. Oh, man. Great awesome. It, I, I love myself a Friday. And you know what else I love? I love, and I'm excited to welcome our guest on today. She's an award-winning PGA teaching professional. She's got like 10-plus certifications. She's on the Golf Channel. She's Golf Digest Best in State, Golf Digest Best 40 Under 40 list. She's a social media megastar. I mean, she is a standout in golf. And you know what? We have to do this the way that we always do it on Springdale Golf Live. I promise you, you'll never find a Another like her. One of these things is not like the others, like a rainbow with all of the colors. Baby doll, when it comes to a lover, I promise that you'll never find another like me. And there it is, Wade. Little intro song of the week, "Me" by Taylor Swift, and I, you know, I was riding the car the other day, and I knew that this guest was going to be on, and it reminded me of her because there's just one of me, and that's her. And you know what? I got to bring her on right now. Her name is Erica Larkin. Erica, welcome to Springdale Golf Live. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks, Keith. Thanks for having me. Well, you, you know, we had a little. We always have a little fun there in the beginning with the song of the week, and yeah, uh, I love, I love it. <laughs> and um, I just, I was listening to that song the other day, and there's a line in that song that they they bring up all the time, and they say, um, "And you can't spell awesome without me." Right now, now you're an, you're an athlete, and forever you've probably heard there's no me and team, right? But it, right. it's a total positive spin on it. And you know, when I watch all of your stuff on social media and YouTube and everything, I, I thought to myself, you know what? You can't spell awesome without Erica. You know, and that's why you know I'm so excited to have you on this afternoon and introduce you to my audience. And um, you know, let's get right into it. I mean, where you are on line all the time and you have these great golf videos up there where do you get your inspiration from <laughs> uh, i get that question a lot <laughs> um you know i obviously with my students in lessons something will just happen and then i'll think of a drill that i haven't done in a while because they're standing in front of me and it just makes sense and i'll literally whip out you know the notes on my phone and write down an idea or something will happen and I'll say uh, I'll say something to a student in a certain way and it'll be catchy and I think gosh that would just make a great video I'll uh, you know even a student sometimes inspires that they'll, they'll come up with their own analogy of what it is that we're working on and I'm like yes that's exactly right as soon as I hear something that I can take literally I immediately think of a visual that I can turn into <laughs> a video idea, and uh, I try to act on it as quickly as possible and not overthink it. <laughs> well, you do a tremendous job with that, and one of the places that you do a tremendous job, and folks, we're talking to Erica Larkin, PGA professional, uh, director of instruction at the club at Creighton Farms down in Virginia, outside of D.C. down there, and she's been down there since 2016, and we have her on the show today, but you have a very unique um, 
career story. I mean, you came from nearby to where we are broadcasting today here in New Jersey to all the way at Creighton Farms. Could you give us the Reader's Digest version of how you got from where you started to where you are today? Sure. I was a Queens girl. My parents were not golfers, and we decided to play at Kitchen Putt one day, and we just fell in love with the game, and we were self-taught. And then, uh, as luck would have it, I ran into uh, some great mentors, including uh, Frank Darby up there in the Mets section, who kind of introduced me to a lot of really great golf information. Uh, I played in college at James Madison University and just knew I had to stay in the golf business. And so here I am. Um, years later, I fell into teaching, and uh, it's just been a fantastic uh, path for me, and I've enjoyed a career um, for now, you know, almost 20 years post-college. So it's been really a great ride. You know what? And I tell you what, we are all benefiting from that great ride in, in such a positive way. And I'm going to allude to this a lot today because this is how um, – you know, you caught my attention is that, you know, I'm always scanning the interwebs for the pop culture of golf. And that's the theme of my show is that I love to talk about what's going on. I don't want to talk about the flag stick being in or out of the hole. I want to talk about like the things that you do. And, you know, I know I I just saw the other day that your baseball team, right, they were able to make their way into the World Series. And my baseball team up here is struggling a little bit. But, you know, you had already done a video that was timely to celebrate the fact that the Nationals had, you know, made it into the World Series. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, my producer, yeah. Wade, my producer Wade is, um, he, he has to entertain himself first, you know, as well as the crowd. The, I'm a Yankee perfect. fan. I'm, I'm a Yankee fan, but you gotta laugh. You gotta laugh, you're gonna cry. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So, <laughs> So anyway, you know what? The Baby Shark song for you, Erica. Again, another song for you, song of the week there. But um, And for your Washington Nationals. But I thought it was yeah. really cool how you took the timeliness of that and then you turned it into a golf story, right? So, you know, how did you start making videos? How did you get involved in making these online videos that are just so addictive and so infectious? Uh, so I've come a long way in just uh, about a year. I, you know, I always made videos that I would post to YouTube over the years when I'd get inspired. I'd say, oh, I'm going to do a few videos, and I've tried some different stuff, but I really, about a year ago, made a commitment to saying, okay, I'm going to really do this consistently. I haven't really taken on Instagram, and if I'm going to do these little short videos, I might as well share them all around the place. So I decided I was going to try to make you know, post something every single day for several months and just see what happens and see if I could get in a really good new habit and routine. And as I started doing more hands-on editing of my own footage and I was filming myself and trying different things, I kind of created this own uh, recipe that worked for me. I did a lot of nonverbal stuff early on and I was playing with different apps on my phone. I mean, I literally started and still use my iPhone 100% to do all my filming and all my editing. <laughs> so so it, it is possible to get creative with minimal technology because our smartphones are, you know, so amazing these days. And um, I just had fun with it. It kind of came like a hobby and a little bit of an obsession and those creative juices started flowing and I just kept writing down more and more ideas and getting a little more elaborate as I went. So I've had fun, obviously. All right. Now, with as much that's going on, and you obviously have a very creative mind, but there have to be resources that you're looking to that you found online that are maybe outside the golf vertical. Is there one or two you might share with me and my listeners that sometimes you look to, um, you know, to watch what they do, how they present a video, how they how they kind of brand their game or whatever? Yes. 
the Holderness family. Are you familiar with them? They're I, like a. <laughs> they inspire me every single week. Um, I love their stuff. I've been following them since they put out their Christmas jammies, you know, video. Like I don't know if that was five, six, seven years ago, and. When I first started doing my videos more, you know, consistently about a year ago, I, uh, I kind of wasn't initially thinking of them. But then when I really started getting more creative and trying to come up with other ways of using music and, um, you know, special effects and, and just be more relevant to sort of the everyday golfer, I was really drawn to to uh, to them again. And I, I really started thinking heavily about how they brand themselves, how they've aligned themselves with certain products. Um, how they're just so timely with their stuff. I mean, they do so many things about family life and holidays. And so I think, honestly, that's a perfect example of where I take some of my inspiration from. And they self-edit. I mean, they have a lot of skills in-house because I think they both have backgrounds in film and stuff. But um, I'm just, I, I just want to be like, like the golf version of them. Well, you know, yeah, that's great. I, I, I've learned something today, Wade. I mean, this is unbelievable. I mean, but this is why we called Erica. You know, she, I knew she was going to teach me something fantastic today. I can't wait to look more into that because, and that's why I asked the question because there's, there's obvious, there's, there's some kind of, you know, um, either mentor. And I know you talked about Frank, and and maybe we'll get back to Coach Darby in a minute, who is also near and dear to my heart, which is kind of an interesting connection. But, um, you know, it's it's kind of cool how you're taking something from outside of golf and then you're bringing it into golf because you know golf has got a lot of that going on right now and as i'm thinking about this for our fellow pga professionals who probably struggle with making videos and all these things have you thought about making a video about how to make a video i mean your claim to fame is that you do it all on your phone could you do like a three-part series on how to make a video for like a best practice for pga pros what do you think about that yeah, I would, I'd be happy to do that. It's, uh, it's nothing. There's no magic secret sauce. I mean, you still have to, you know, be creative and put a little extra uh, personal touch into it to make it your own. But, you know, there's an, easily a recipe for doing this with just a couple basic apps and everything's free online. It's unbelievable how many things, you know, you can just get just quickly downloading um, things, or maybe it's a, a dollar in-app extra purchase. I mean, so many things to just go that little extra um, extra mile to make it special, make people remember it. And um, it's funny how much I think of post-production. Like, I'll film something, and then while I'm editing it, I'm like, oh, I should do this, this, or this. And I'll go back and I'll film some extra little clip to, start, to insert it. Like, I don't always have my full game plan, you know, before – um, before I start film, before I start filming, so it's a very fluid process. And once I realize what's out there in terms of you know um, editing uh, options, it actually makes it more fun to to go back and complete a little project or a video. So. Once you dive in and you get hands-on, it's just, you know, a whole Pandora's box open. Well, I tell you what, I can relate because this is live radio, and every week I try to come in with some sort of a plan, and then I get hit with Baby Shark, like, six minutes in. So, right. um, you know, he, he Wade's always trying to... Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, I am also a Yankees fan, so, you know... <laughs> And I have young kids, so I've heard Baby Shark once or twice before. All right. So getting back to and folks, we're talking to Erica Larkin here, PGA professional, teaching professional down at the club at Creighton Farms of Virginia. And you know, so getting back to our um, fraternity brothers and sisters in the PGA of America, right? There's a lot of talk about um, you know creating more golfers, engaging more golfers, right? And you are definitely doing that through YouTube and you know online and your videos. And 
of course, every single day in the different programs that you're running at your club, right? You know, so how do you feel like, what can we do? What are some of your best practices that you take the most pride in that you you feel like you've used and they've been the most successful that we can pass along to some of my listeners who are PGA professionals about growing the game? Yeah, you have to find common ground with people outside of golf. That's why I think my, my videos have done well, because when I touch on different themes or topics or, or use different, you know, costumes or music and I do these hashtags, I'm bringing in audiences that may not be searching golf terms, but they're searching like, I don't know, Nerf guns. And now all of a sudden somebody that's interested in Nerf guns is watching my golf tip. So like, you know, in terms of, of being relatable to say junior golfers, um, you know, okay, maybe there is again, a, a parallel to something you can make that's interesting to them, whether it be in the video game world or something that they're already interested in. Maybe it's paralleling it to, to another sport that these kids are already playing a lot of soccer or something else, you know, so trying to do crossover, uh, events, I think is really smart. And, um, we try to do that obviously in our junior programs in, in our every weekly class, our weekly classes is try to make it interesting enough that, that keeps the kids engaged and hopefully they want to bring a friend and the programs grow. Uh, I think for, you know, ladies and other market, even just the, the, you know, the, the current sort of, uh, um, millennials, if you will, it, it's such a, a technology first, um, fast moving paced world we are living in. And so anything you can do in short bursts that keeps things social, um, that has a little bit of a wow factor where people sort of feel like they want to be, you know, in that action, um, of, of being a part of something that's sort of live and happening now. And I think that that creates some excitement. So, um, I, you know, I, I, I think that, that creating events that um, are welcoming and that uh, have sort of excitement around them is, is important because then you sort of, it's that first step to getting people in the door. So whether that's open houses or some kind of a special event that you host offsite at a different facility, or again, you can have sort of a crossover appeal. I think that that's, that's a great way to break into creating more golfers. You know what? You've hit the nail right on the head there. And, and those are definitely the types of things. And, and, you know, one of the main reasons why you're on today is that I'm trying to reach that next generation digital, you know, golf person that's out there. And, and you know, I ask people this all the time. I was like, how do you define a golfer in 2019? You know, so Erica, how would you define someone that's a golfer? You know, because you and I grew up on the game playing 18 holes and competing and doing those things. But it seems like in 2019, that definition of a traditional golfer is kind of morphing. I mean, in your mind, because I, I really respect the approach and the perspective that you have and that you're presenting, what do you feel like as a golfer in 2019? Oh, I think it's a lot less avid of a player than it used to be. I think anybody that is more of a social golfer or what I would say almost like a near golfer, <laughs> if you're just near golf, you could call yourself a golfer. If you've, if you've posted a video of yourself hitting a ball at a top golf, you might in this day and age call yourself a golfer. And we would never ever think of doing that probably five to 10 years ago, but that is, you know, almost enough these days to qualify. So, yeah, I play golf. I go to top golf. Do you really play golf? Oh, no. But <laughs> for them, that's, that's golf enough, you know, and that's okay. It's not, it's not a bad thing. I'm saying this in a positive light, but if we can just accept that, that near golfers are now part of the golf community, we have to embrace that and create more near golf experiences at all of our facilities. 
Well, I tell you, you just that's the sound clip of the week right there. You just, I love it. Near golfers. So I've got the Holderness family. I, I'm going to run out of ink today. I've got the Holderness family, and now I've got near golfers. Um, you are extraordinary, Erica. Um, you know, exceeding my expectations. I love it a ton. But I, what I need you to do right now is hold on for about 60 seconds okay. while we go into break. I'll be right back. Folks, it's 3.15 p.m. here in Princeton. Uh, thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. We'll be back in a minute. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf with a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs. The NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Rich in distinguished history for nearly 125 years, Springdale Golf Club and its members have been beautifully making their mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Our impact in the industry does not stop there. Did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey, the private club operating division of Troon Golf Management? Springdale's walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn design course, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in our commitments to the member experience. Just announced as a significant expansion to the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all the incredible moments being made at Springdale Golf Club and through Troon Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. We're having a great time this afternoon with one of America's finest female teaching professionals down in Virginia. And I know when you get her on the lesson tee, she's going to figure out your game just like Blondie. Here we go. on the board there, Wade Weiser. Enjoyed that. Second song of the week right there. A little blondie, a little uh, one way or another. And uh, inspired by our guest today, and let's welcome her back in here. She is Erica Larkin, and she's the PGA Director of Instruction down at uh, the club at Creighton Farms. Erica, one way or another, I know you fix all your students. Is that so? I, I work hard at helping everybody find their true swing. <laughs> well, How about that? You know what? I, I'm glad you brought that up because at some point I wanted to cover that. Back in 2017, you released a book called True Swing, and it seems like your swing philosophy is based upon that their phrase. So um, why don't we touch upon that? There's a, co- there's a couple of the topics we can get to in a moment, but why don't we talk a little bit about your, your swing philosophy and why you've been so personally successful teaching the true swing? 
sure, you know, it goes way back to uh, being introduced to Ernest Jones at a young age, which is, you know, 1937, old school teaching. But um, I think we're almost at this point in our industry where kind of what's old is new again. And I've never really left those core roots of, of those basic ideas of swing the club head or swing the weight of the club, but kind of come up with my own blend of that old idea, philosophy, um, and of course, with the new stuff that I've learned as somebody that's really been a teacher in, in my formative years through the whole TrackMan era and um, all this, you know, 3D stuff that, that's come out in the last five years or so. It's like trying to blend the old with the new is sort of where I found myself. And I really think that um, those old school principles still hold a lot of water and we're just able to better explain and back up. Uh, why they would work now because of technology. So, you know, I carefully try to integrate technology and, and use it to uh, back up my arguments with a student or my, my uh, explanations of things and, and baseline people and help track improvement. But for the most part, especially, you know, as I've written this book and kind of laid out what I believe is I'm trying to help people understand and view their golf swing as a swing and that they can truly um, unlock their their body to move in a way that it that it feels like a really good swinging motion and I just think that we get caught up in positions and numbers and so the downside of some of the modern stuff that we have now in our at our access at, at, at our at our fingertips um, you know is, is good and bad if it's used <laughs> but choose the wrong way, right? So I really want to just free people up. I want to kind of get back to just the basic concepts of here's this tool. This is how it's meant to be used. Your brain is going to figure it out. Let's swing the weight of the club. Um, let's move our bodies freely. You have an innate natural swing that you were born with, and let's uncover that in a way that you can truly meet your own golf swing. Like I think people don't make their their true swing over the ball because they're bound up with tension and overthinking. So just stripping away all of that manipulation, all that poison, and really revealing to the golfer, like, this is your natural swing. And then, oh, by the way, let's just have some fun and trust it and play golf. It's just golf. It's just golf. <laughs> Well, I tell you, I think you've done a wonderful job, you know, kind of verbalizing that because you bring such a like an infectious, healthy balance to golf because you're taking these principles that are obviously rooted in truth that are from the 30s. And, you know, I I myself love me a little Ernest Jones because um, at the end of the day, you know, he was one of his students was Horton Smith and Horton Smith is, you know, that way of life is uh, certainly near and dear to my heart as a PGA professional. So it, it's kind of a really cool kind of place where you know you have the genesis of your teaching philosophy and then you have modernized it because I, I, I don't think I, I, I don't know how well Ernest Jones would have reacted to Instagram but you know I think that if he was brilliant enough to come up what he did with back then I mean he would use it now but TrackMan and all of these things provide this information and you know sometimes I think that that scares off or we're going to use your phrase the near golfer and you know one of the near golfers that I'm really interested in engaging in that is women golfers right and, you know, in watching you online, you know, you have tons of success with lady golfers. And, you know, I'd love to know a best practice or two or something that you believe that I would learn from kind of like the Holderness family, where it would open up my eyes to a way that I could engage more female golfers at the club that, you know, at my club at Springdale Golf Club. You know, do you have a couple uh, best practices for me there that you could share? Well, I think you got to talk about uh, age age 
uh, ranges, you know, the younger female that's really uh, a newer mom or maybe has, you know, tight timeframes in terms of being still even in school. I think having programs that work with, uh, we'll just talk about moms, young moms schedules and, and potentially having some kind of a daycare solution on site. If you're a private club that can do such a thing, I mean, it's such a huge uh, draw, I think, because how else are you supposed to, you know, carve out time to get into a game that, that, uh, you know, is, is demanding in terms of, of time. So I think that's one thing that we, we should probably consider more as an industry, how to come up with solutions for that, or how can we bring the kids along? Is there a format that's, uh, you know, a mommy and me type of format, or maybe, maybe we do let these ladies in some kind of a safe way walk out there with strollers or I, I don't know. I don't know exactly, but I feel like there has to be a way for us to get creative, to get more of these younger ladies out there sooner and, um, and do it either again as a mom thing or as a, uh, as a family thing. So that's one thought I have. I mean, what we do here is we try to make it social and we do have happy hour clinics and we try to do clinics where ladies are coming out. It's very low pressure. And of course that's the best practice that, um, is been in our industry for quite a while now is really making sure that, you know, we're, we're talking at their level. The communication style is geared down to a lady that might know nothing about golf. They understand how to use the facility. We, we have proper signage. We have some kind of orientation sessions where they feel comfortable using the facilities. Like those are all great things that we can all do tomorrow. Um, and I think in terms of long-term women are, you know, very much again, social and community based. So if there is a way to feel and create that community culture around women's golf, I think that's the best way because they're going to feel more comfortable. And so we've tried to do that with some online communities like womensgolf.com has different, you know, options to go on and join groups and answer questions and ask questions and, um, things like that. Different programs have been, you know, started out there and, and some have been more successful than others, but really feeling like you're a friendly and safe resource and it's a safe and welcoming environment is probably the biggest thing you can do to welcome golf women golfers. Well, I can't thank you enough for those insights. And, and I think that just what you said from the beginning, separating people by age or by generation makes a huge difference. And it's definitely something that I can learn from. But speaking of learning things, um, you know, one of the traditions we like to do week in and week out, and before we get out of here at the end of the show, uh, is that we like to do with our guests, my, my fans of the show, social media, they love to learn about my guests on a little bit more of a personal level. So do you mind if we do a little rapid fire Q&A, Erica? Sure, go for it. You're up for this? All right. Okay. Here we go. Favorite city in the USA besides the one you live in? Well, New York City. (laughs) Easy. (laughs) That's my lady right there. All right. Uh, Do you rather dogs or cats? Oh, I have both, but I have a puppy, and uh, dogs are really amazing creatures, so dogs, I guess. All right. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate your swimming. My swimming? Yes. Uh, Ten. Ten. I was a swimmer in high school. Ah, I had an inside track on that one. All right. (laughs) Last song you downloaded? Most recent song I've downloaded. um, uh, Oh, my gosh. um, uh, Lizzo. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, folks. we'll We'll edit that one out. All right. If you could have someone play you in a movie, who would it be? Uh, Jennifer Garner. <laughs> All right. Great one. All right. Alias. I like it. All right. Uh, biggest pet peeve on a driving range? Um, when a guy's pants are falling down. 
Okay. When you choose an adult <laughs> beverage, is it beer, wine, or spirits? It is uh, spirits. My family owns a distillery. Ooh, all right. Well, <laughs> close to home. Okay. There you go. All right. If you could travel in time, where would you go? Oh, I would totally go back to the uh, the flapper era. I just think that Great Gatsby era, there's something about it. I think I lived back then. All it's right. so glamorous and awesome, yes. What is something you could eat for a week straight? Chocolate, ice cream. <laughs> All right, one more. When you hear the word teacher, who is the first person that comes to mind? Teacher. Um, my first grade teacher. <laughs> like teacher, you know, it's different than coach, right? And I don't know if that's what you, you had in mind, but, but when I think teacher, I think of like like an elementary school teacher. Well, I, it's obvious that person did the, did a very good job with you, Erica. Yes. You know, yes. and one thing's for sure, I think you've been a tremendous teacher to my audience today. So I can't <laughs> oh, thank, thank you, you enough for being on Springdale Golf Live. You were fantastic. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you so much, Keith. All right. Well, you have a wonderful day. Well, there you go, Wade. How about how about Erica Larkin there? Wasn't she fantastic? She was awesome. Oh, t- totally awesome. You know, there's and there's a me of Erica Larkin in that awesome right there. That's for sure. All right. Great job on the board as always today, Wade. I appreciate it. And I certainly want to thank our friends and supporters here. First, our supporters. Let's go with the New Jersey Golf Foundation, Summit Golf Brands, FH Wadsworth, and all of their lines. Uh, definitely Springdale Board of Governors, Troon Golf Management, and most importantly, got to thank all my listeners for sure. You know what, folks? I'm heading to Springdale. But where are you? you headed let the tower be your guide and from queens to creighton farms and of course everywhere online may you all have a springdale day this has been springdale golf live with keith stewart keith returns to the team next friday afternoon at three on fox sports 920 the jersey